Welcome everybody back to Friar Talk. Today, we're going to be talking about Xander Bogarts and just the disaster that he's had this season. It has been it's been a really brutal year. Um, I think everyone knows that. Now, we're recording this on a day that he hit a two-run home run and the Padres won. However, we already planned to do this before. Uh, he leads the league in double plays. He is a ground ball merchant. He's grounds out 50% of the time. And the Padres are now in a really rough spot where he is their... I don't know if he's truly going to be their shortstop of the future, but he's getting paid to be the shortstop of the future. And, you know, $280 million contract, and you're looking across the diamond, and Kim's having a significantly better year, almost 100 points. I think it's an 80-point OPS difference. Kim is a much better defender. And it's scary right now for the Padres because this deal is – it's not only bad just because you have him, but there's a chance that this deal is the reason that Blake Snell walks – the reason that Juan Soto walks, the reason that Kim walks in a couple years. I don't know if, I don't think it gets talked about enough. I think a lot of times everyone's just been talking about the Padres' struggles in general. But Xander Bogarts, this deal has been an utter disaster to start the year. So Chase, Isaac, how are you guys feeling? What do you guys think about Xander Bogarts? Do you think this, I think a lot of it has to do with the, with the wrist injury? What are you thinking right now? I do think it is the wrist injury. I mean, we did see at the beginning of the season, he was the only Padres hitting. He was one of the few reasons we were actually winning in the very beginning of the season. And then as soon as he kind of got hit by that pitch, it just went. So I think it's definitely the wrist thing. Um, no, he did get a quarter zone shot, and he really hasn't really done much better than he has recently, you know, you were hoping right after that quarter zone shot, he would be back to normal and he really hasn't been. So don't know if it's an attribute to the wrist or if he's just cooled off that much. Um, but paying the guy 25 million a year for the next 12 years kind of doesn't look that great right now. When you consider, you know, you might not be able to resign snow. You can't re-sign so you might not be able to re-sign Soto. You got hater that's probably gonna walk too. That 25 million could have been used in a lot of different ways, especially considering you know you're you're stuck with him for 12 years now. And you're gonna be paying him till he's what 40 something. And he's probably gonna be a riddle DH towards the end of his career. I mean, look at Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter right now. And they're healthy, and they don't got wrist issues. So it's not looking great. Um, the signing, I think we were all a little excited over it just because of how good Xander had been, and he just hasn't been good. Um, he's been one of the worst batters with running with runners on base. I mean. He leads the league. I know we've been bringing this up every time we talk about that. He leads the league and grounded into double plays. Every, every time, especially about where he bats, he destroys innings. He destroys rallies. He destroys chances at scoring just because. I know we were talking about this before uh, jumping on or recording. His ground ball rate at like 51% now. It is ridiculous. Ridiculous. He's basically Hosmer 2.0 right now. Except he plays short and is a right-handed hitter. And there, there's there's been nothing good about other than the very beginning of the season, nothing good has come from Xander ever since, basically. 
I didn't think I would come to dislike a player as much as I like I as much as I disliked Eric Hosmer. Here we are. It's August 23rd and I'm getting close. And that player is Xander Bogarts. Um and it's it's completely different because when we signed Eric Hosmer, I I'll I'll say it, you know, from the beginning I did not want to like Eric Hosmer. I hated the deal when we originally signed him. I think Chase and I were kind of both like I don't like this deal. I don't really like Eric Cosmer, but I mean, it gave us something to hope for. Nonetheless, he ended up being what we kind of expected him to be a not very good player. And the similarities, similarities are like so crazy that in the way that they both hit ground balls at an insane rate, they both ground out into double plays. They both had a really hot first month, which was every year with Hosmer, April Hosmer. This year was April Xander. Um, except Xander's outs above average is in like the 86th percentile. So you're getting, you know, defensively, you're getting a, a good value out of, out of Xander Bogarts. He's improved a lot defensively over the past two years, but it's at the plate where you're really looking at him and you're saying, this is not what we paid for. This is not what we expected. We did not expect to have the league leader in grounding out into double plays. We did not expect for him to have four hits with runners in first and second to choke all of these at bats to be the reason that we're not putting up four or five runs every single game, which is what everyone expected from the Padres. He is the reason that everyone expected the Padres to put up four plus runs a game. You can add the other three players, of course, but they were already Padres. It was this signing that made us think we were going to be one of the top five offenses in baseball. And it is him. And of course the combination of the other guys that is making us one of the least efficient offenses in baseball we'll go a game we put up 10 runs and it's no coincidence that when we do put up those that amount of runs xander's usually in the mix and when we don't put up many if we put up none xander's usually in the mix of that and he's usually the guy that's grounding out into double plays ending the innings when we don't put up a lot of runs and what's really frustrating is that all three of us i want to say we're on board with that deal we all when we got him we were all pretty excited it's xander bogart's we got him for 25 mil AAV. He just put up a six war in Boston. One of the top 15 players in all of baseball. How could we not be excited? He just put up an insane season in age 30, and we were convinced that he would be doing this for years to come. First year comes, and here we are wondering, why is our worst shortstop playing shortstop? Why is the guy that's the worst with runners in scoring position in prime position to be at the plate with runners in scoring position every single game. For a while, the Phillies moved down Trey Turner because he wasn't producing. Padres haven't been willing to do that with Xander Bogarts, even though it is desperately needed. Um, also frustrating is that $25 million AAV. Cody Bellinger signed for, what, nineteen twenty. So you get nineteen twenty towards Cody Bellinger to be a platoon at first base and center field. You keep Cronenworth at second. You keep Haseon Kim at short. You use that extra five million. You you use that extra five million that was going to go towards to Xander. Use that extra five million to go get a different DH. Suddenly, he looks so much better. Now you're kind of stuck, and you know that's what could have been. Now we have to focus on what is, and what the situation is right now is one of the worst players, one of the worst five hitters in all of baseball, and. Um, it doesn't, I mean, there's no escape. Damn near no escape. 
So we kind of just have to hope he gets better. And and last thing I will say about Xander is I don't want to dislike him. I actually really want him to be one of my favorite players because you hear all this talk in Boston about how how much they loved him. He was they were broken. They were like heartbroken when he left, when he signed with us. I want to like him that much. So I'm not gonna like try disliking him as much as I do now, but that's only gonna happen if the production actually comes around. Yeah, and I think I think one thing that's very interesting about just all of that, right, is that we talk about being excited and stuff, and like, hey, we like the deal initially. We also did, that was also just like our initial reaction of like, yeah, yeah, this is good. Like, you know, he's played really well. Um, but it's kind of crazy looking back on it um, that we didn't really see some of the red flags. Also, I don't know if you guys noticed, but we're not paid millions of dollars to uh, to manage the Padres. But AJ Preller goes out, signs Xander Bogarts, looks in the trade, Turner, Aaron Judge, all these guys to get, you know, a marquee player, right? Xander Bogart's career splits home and away are very scary. So part of me wonders, yes, I think the wrist injury has an impact. But I also don't know if we're going to ever get a guy that puts up an 800 OPS in San Diego, which would be a that, – that would be one of the worst deals ever if that happens. Xander Bogart's career numbers – and keep in mind, this is including this season, so like 200 – you know, played appearances, 200 at bats, home and away this year, r- probably roughly. But he's also has like over 5,000 career at bats already. So this is this is a large sample size is going to his time in Boston. Career numbers: he's an 860 OPS at home, away he has a 754 OPS. He's a right-handed hitter. There's a certain element of Fenway Park that really helps right-handed hitters. And we're seeing a guy that's not going to probably, maybe is going to hit 15 home runs this year, has under a 400 slugging, has a 50% ground ball rate, and has been awful with runners in scoring position, also leads the league in double plays. Like, the writing is kind of in the wall if you look at his, if you look at like how his splits look in Boston. That's the part I'm scared about. Do I think he's going to be better than 730 OPS? Yes. But if he's a 780 OPS guy, Guys, that's Manny Machado this year on an off year. That's Fernando Tatis being the most unlucky player in terms of expected over his real average OPS, you know, on base percentage, all that stuff, right? Him being the the worst, that's his worst year. Like those are those guys' bad years. That might be the best we get of Xander Bogarts. Not to mention, he's blocking Hassan Kim from playing shortstop. He he the Padres lost on Tuesday, 3-0. And Xander Bogarts had an error that cost him two runs. He doesn't have that error. Blake Snell goes six innings, one run allowed. And then, oh, I mean, then if you lose 1 0, it's probably even worse. And maybe it feels even worse than losing 3 0. But like, that, that's a point. It's a close game. Um, and let's pull up his base on Savant here real quick. It, it's bad. I, I want to kind of look at other years to be like, okay, let's see like what, what the other stuff is looking like. But I mean, here's him this year. Like, this is, this is terrible. Let's let's go back 2022. This is his this is like his best year right before. Is it really that much better? No. I know baseball savant doesn't give you everything. Um hard hit percentage is below average. His his max exit velo, I guess, is better. Like I do think think there's some stuff stuff there, but like slugging isn't good. This is still at Fenway. Like his batting average, that's it's not bad. 70 percentile in a six worst season. That's not really what you expect. 
Um, he's a good fielder, but he doesn't have a good arm. He's probably more of a second baseman. Like, it, dude, it's terrifying to see that. Okay, this is the guy that you have locked up for till he's forty years old for the next eleven seasons, making twenty five mil. That could potentially block out you signing and keeping other guys. So I, I think it's really scary. Um, if Juan Soto walks and this is like a reason, or Hassan Kim walks and this is a reason, this could this is going to look really bad. Um, so I think that's one of it. I think the other thing too is Isaac, you talked about like Xander Bogarts being loved in Boston. Dude, I've never seen like a guy that's supposed to be a superstar come over and be as boring as Xander Bogarts. And and I know that's not like whatever. Like you're winning and stuff. He's probably frustrated. He's been really boring. We also know that he doesn't really sign autographs for people, which is that doesn't matter. Like it's on the field, but that's also like, bro. I don't know. That's pretty lame in my opinion. So like, it's just been like every in every aspect. It's been, and I think maybe it's it's like made worse because it is his first year. The parties are really struggling. He's really struggling. That probably makes it a lot worse. It probably makes his demeanor, like all the off-field stuff, seem worse as well. But like. There's been like nothing to look at him and be like, oh yeah, like Cronenworth has struggled this year. And I know he had the comments. I think those were taken out of context, but Cronenworth is still, everyone still likes Cronenworth. He's still super cool to the fans. He's still like obviously grinding, like stuff like that. And I'm not saying Xander's not grinding, but it's just like the off the field stuff is a little different. He's also making like a third overall or like less than a third of his contract. So it, it's hard to not be frustrated when you're paying a guy $280 million and he has what is it a 105 OPS plus right now? Like that's, that's bad. That's really bad. So it's been a rough first year. Let's hope that this is, this is because of the risk. This is because of his first year in Petco and things are going to be a lot better, but I don't even think that his numbers. And if you dive into the stats a little bit more, I don't think that's what, what should be expected. I don't think that we should expect him to be an 850 OPS guy ever. And I don't know if he will, actually have over an 800 OPS again here because he's a right-handed hitter at Fenway, man. And, and like his numbers say that's why his numbers are so like, like popped up. Like that's why. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm terrified. I, I'm actually terrified of this deal. I think this is, I'm not worried about Machado's contract. I'm not that worried about Darvish's contract. Cronenworth's is not that much to be like super concerned about. It's not great. Like these are all not great contracts, but this one is looking like the worst one. It's looking like, it's looking like you're going to have to, if you wanted to trade him, you're going to have to attach prospects to him. That's not what you want from a superstar free agent signing of what it's advertised to be. So that's my thoughts on Xander Bogarts all in all, but it is, it is not pretty right now. There's one more thing. We have a prospect by the name of Jackson Merrill, who is basically just banging on the doors of the MLB right now. He's got nowhere to go because we signed Xander Rogarts for 12 years. I mean, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse right now. One thing the Padres never do. They don't really develop their own talent. And now, you know, they've kind of developed Jackson Merrill and he would have been a, he would have been a really good guy to be. He's going to be on a cheap contract for a few years we can put that money that we gave Xander into giving to Snell, giving to Hader, giving to Soto, and filling the holes in the team. But now he's got nowhere to go. I know he's been taking reps in the outfield, but I don't see him, haven't seen him play center. He's been playing left, which, hey, guys, you know who plays left? And 
kind of going to get a big contract soon. I'd much rather have Jackson Merrill at second and Kim at short and Soto and left than Xander Kim and Crony and Jackson Merrill and left, but here we are. Yeah. Um, yeah, Matt brought up the whole um, signing autograph stuff. That's just from our experience. I think yesterday my dad and, and my little brother were waiting in line and, and – uh, I, apparently he does this quite often. He just doesn't does decides not to sign autographs, and they're not obligated, which I completely understand. But I don't know. It'd be nice if if think about the reason everyone hated Hosmer. Didn't sign autographs. Didn't show up to community events. Was trash. Hated everyone. So I mean, I just don't want him to go on that same trajectory. Like we want to be given a reason to really like Xander Bogarts, especially on the field. Um, we want that contract to be justified. I don't think either of us want to not want to dislike Xander Bogarts. I tried my best not to like Eric Hosmer and it worked, but as far as Xander Bogarts, I want to like Xander Bogarts. I want him to be a premier shortstop again in this league. Um, and I don't really know if he will be that. I, I hope he gets to like an 800 or 810 OPS again in his career. That's around his career average right now, 807. Um, you would hope he gets to like an 810 again next year. I remember Manny struggle in his first year here. That's what everyone refers to when it comes to, to Xander is everyone says that I've talked to, at least they say, well, Manny struggled in his first year. Let's give Xander another year. How old was Manny though? He was pretty young. Xander's already going to be 32 or 31 next year. Pretty sure he's going to be 32. It's a completely different situation. Manny was not – Manny, we could afford for Manny to not have a good year that year. We weren't supposed to go anywhere that year. This year, we were supposed to go to a World Series on the back of Xander Bogarts, thinking he's going to come over and produce another five, six war season. What's he on pace for? Three? A three-war. That's less what Will Myers, correct? Uh, probably less than C.J. Abrams. Yes, guys, that is damn near what Will Myers would put up. That's not disrespect to Will Myers, but Will Myers made eighty million dollars. He hates on what Cronenworth is making now. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, I know. His during the years of his what twenty mil AAV, he gave you probably better value than Xander Bogarts an extra 5 million for an extra 0.5 war for Xander. That's, that's not what you expect. That's not what you want. And like I said, when I bring up Will Myers, it wasn't cause I was trying to like, you know, trash him or anything. Chase, chill out, chill out. But um, it's just that we paid Xander an extra 5 million. And one of my main things that made me excited for this upcoming year was that we were essentially replacing Will Myers his contract that 20 million and giving an extra five to a guy that put up six war the year before i was expecting four like three or four more war and we're gonna get like 0.5 more multiple ground outs into double plays multiple inning ending double plays inning ending ground balls inning ending strikeouts it's very frustrating but i i'm i really want to root for him and if the padres are going to go on a run it's clearly going to need to be on the backs of manny machado and xander bogarts I mean, Fernando will do his thing eventually, but these guys are having a really rough year. 
last thing. If Xander Bogarts was traded for a bag for a bucket of baseballs this offseason, no money, all the money's gone. Do you think the Padres win that deal? I think they do, right? Chase, you don't? I'm I'm just laughing. I, that... <laughs> I think they do, man. I really like because it's like it's looking like, oh God, this is a terrible contract. And I think that was some of the concern with it. And now it's like Oh no. Because I, I think they might have to if they really wanted to trade it, I, I don't think they're going to. I I would put it at roughly a one to two percent chance that they trade him this offseason. I would be so shocked. I think they would have to attach prospects. I don't I don't think they could trade him for nothing. Like they either have to eat money or attach prospects. That's we're talking about a guy that's supposed to be in his prime, like coming like that's not good. And also, Isaac, you brought it up the the Machado stuff. Machado had a I think it was a seven ninety seven OPS in his first year. He finished. He's significantly closer to Xander Bogart's career average in his low year. And this year too, like he's at like 780 right now. Then where Xander Bogarts is currently. Xander Bogarts is at a 733. Hosmer finished his first two years in San Diego with a 720 OPS and a 735 OPS. That's that's not good, guys. That's not good. So that's that's where I'm concerned, but I think that's probably gonna do it. Um we we get to vent a little bit about Xander Bogarts. He did hit a home run today. Like I said. There's a hundred, there's a lot of baseball to be played in the season. I don't think one home run is going to make us not give our piece on on how we're feeling about a guy. So um, I think it's going to do it though. So we'll be uh, we'll be recording on Sunday. We'll be going live Sunday evening. Hopefully the Potters are coming off a, a sweep against the Brewers. Uh, that would be a four game win streak. So I'm not taking that to the bank, but I certainly hope that we could have a four game win streak. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for today. So thank you all for listening. And hopefully Xander Bogarts turns around and we look at this contract, you know, next season and we're like, hey, it doesn't look that bad. It looks like they got a guy that's a that's a star caliber player. Um, that's that's what we're hoping for. That's what we want to see. But that's just not been the case up to this point. So just wanted to, to kind of speak our mind on all that. So we'll see you all later. Have a great night and go Padres.